Last week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. Who walks within the chamber of my demise? <laughs> Have you come to further desecrate the walls of Zephyr Hall? The party roused a restless spirit within a torture chamber. I've come here to consecrate these halls and remove the malice that has infested this place. I'm not here to bring any more pain to you, O oh spirit. With stories to tell of the castle's past. My name was Renfall, High Priest of Gozra, and Chief Cloud Engineer of Zephyr. <laughs> Chief Cloud Engineer? Although separated by the boundary between life and death. The only way to stop this cloud castle is to defeat Volstis. And take it for yourselves if you are pure of heart. The heroes and the ghost shared a common enemy. Farewell, allies. May you return Zephyr Hall to its once great state. The adventure continues now. I just ate a whole lot of sushi really, really fast, and it was delicious. <laughs> delicious! Grant, you had from the same place. What's your verdict? I loved it. I'm upset that you didn't give me all your wasabi. You know, I like to hoard the wasabi and snort it like a line of cocaine. Well, I just figured COVID. Yeah, yeah. This is pandemic times, Grant. You got to get your own wasabi. Don't touch That's another true. man's wasabi without his permission. It was great. I got the sushi sashimi combo. Had some uh, tuna salmon, uh, some eel in there. It was good. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, the reason I'm bringing this up is because I want to hear about Joe O'Brien's thoughts about sushi. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, how did you enjoy your sushi? Yeah, how was yours? Fuck sushi. <laughs> uh, yeah. What is it? You just, you, you've never tried it, right? Oh, I've had it dozens of times. Okay. All right. I thought you were like, nope, not for me. I'll take my cheese sandwich with a side of mayo. <laughs> Call it che- a day. Cheese and mustard sandwich. <laughs> uh, no, I just, um, I just don't get excited about sushi ever. I've never once, I've never once been like, oh, man, you know what would, oh, it's fucking Saturday night. <laughs> you know what I want to plop down, throw in a movie and get some sushi. And people say that. Sushi. I've heard people say that. I've, uh, I've, I've just never felt that it. way. I've, I've had it and I've been like, oh, this is fine. This is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm just never excited about it. Uh, and I definitely don't like rolls at all. I don't like any rolls because uh, the seaweed, I think, is just vile. It makes me, <laughs> it's like, makes that was me nauseous. not what I thought he was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It makes me ugh, so sick. So I do enjoy the flavorless seaweed. The flavorless yeah. seaweed. I don't know what it is. I, I, I think it's out there. I think it's similar to like uh, cilantro and soap. Like, I think that there's people that like have whatever I have. The that, seaweed like, gene. The seaweed gene. It just, it is the most vile taste in my mouth it tastes like i am licking the underside of a dock in new jersey like that's what it tastes like to me and so i just avoid it but i I have i thoroughly enjoy a little a little lump of uh uh rice 
mm-hmm. big a little slab of you know salmon and a little bit of soy sauce. Very good, mm. very good. I just never get excited about it. Yeah. Have you had really good sushi? Yeah. 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 I've been to like five star sushi places in in New York that other people paid for. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, see, same thing. Like, good. <laughs> but I would never be like, you know what? I got to get back to that five star sushi place. No. Okay. I would eat it for every meal if I could afford it. You would. I have been craving it so badly for the past few months, and I've been, oh, God, I love it so much. I am the type of Why don't that you like, just have it? Yeah. Why don't you do. have it every night? Isn't it good for you? Like, really good for you? It's not cheap. Yeah. We can get cheap sushi. Pass. But, yeah. <laughs> I don't get, I don't get you can get it in a gas sushi. station. Just pick it up at a gas station. <laughs> I go through phases. Like, there's times where I'm like, I really want sushi. I'll eat it, and then the next week, I'm going to get some more sushi. And then by that third time, I'm like... I can now take a three-month break from sushi. Because <laughs> odds are that third time I'll get a bad roll that's just like doesn't live up to what I want it to be, and that ruins me for months. Yeah. But the sushi we got today was excellent. And I don't know why I don't I order it every single day we're in the office. Well, you should. And I think if you start with a breakfast sushi, that'll really open up your day into the lunch sushi. And then we're talking dinner sushi? Wow. Breakfast sushi? Breakfast sushi. <laughs> Could you please describe the breakfast so sushi? There, there is a, a very common Japanese meal is just uh, hot white rice with a raw egg cracked over it and pieces of nori, which is uh, the dried seaweed that you detest so much on top of it. Or, the flavorless seaweed. Yes, exactly. Um, well, it's got a nice little flavor, but it's nothing <laughs> disgusting. Like I've, never, I've never met a single person who had that strong a reaction to <laughs> seaweed. seaweed. <laughs> But it's a, sh- it's, I mean, like, I'm just, I'm amazed. Like, it is a pungent, vile flavor. What are you eating? If you, you like, you like. I, th- I thought it was. I thought that's what the rolls are made of. I've been Googling, know. trying to find out. I was like, there's some sort of genetic predisposition toward thinking seaweed has that strong a flavor. Uh, I need to, I need to publish like a, all the pictures of the meals I had in Japan, just these amazing omakases, just like these 10 course things. And just like 90% of it, Joe would just throw out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Good quality nori when tasted will have an umami flavor. In most cases, sushi haters do not like the taste of nori. Oh, Uh, this is the first thing that popped up when I just wrote, I hate sushi rolls. (laughs) That's what popped up. What FBI watch list are you on now? (laughs) Uh, people mostly assume that it's like because you were like, ooh, raw fish. Um, but it's, it, and then they'll be like, oh, you should have the California roll or whatever. Um, but that's, it's the roll. I don't mind the fish. Yeah. Fish is good. Nori was also a pretty popular comedian when I was living over there. So anytime he's complaining about the taste of Nori, that's the first <laughs> thing I think about. Do you know why, by the way, I think we might have talked about it. Do you know why sushi became popular in the United States? No. No. Is because of the NBC miniseries of Shogun. Really? It sparked an interest in Japanese culture. There were no sushi restaurants in America, basically, before that. Get and they all here. started to spring up. It was such a huge cultural phenomenon that it's, it resulted uh, in a large part in the, in the sushi being popular here, yeah. Yeah, my memories of that book are like the uh, you know the, the the culture clash of the sort of English pilot meeting these people and 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 seeing all the fish that they're eating, you know, and just being like, oh, gross! Like, where's the beef? Where's the meat? You know, where's the chicken? Like all this stuff. And then after just eating that, like for a while, he's like, I feel 
amazing <laughs> yeah, yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was like, I will never eat meat again. It makes no sense. Like, this is all I'm going to eat. And yeah. I, I'm sure that that's what came out in the miniseries of people that are like, man, we should probably try eating more, yeah, more like, sushi. Yeah. I just read through the scene where the main character gets on a Portuguese ship and they're trying to like deal and bargain with the, the daimyo and uh, oh, the black ship. Yeah. And he gets on there and he just eats all of the rich European food again. The capon. Yeah. yeah. He just, oh, yeah. He just <laughs> loses his lunch. Yeah. Like the yeah. next <laughs> 10 pages. <laughs> <Whoa>! <laughs> mm-hmm. I think th- I was reading something. There was like a, the Wall Street Journal did a thing of um, like the number of restaurants by food genre i don't know what do you say food denomination the during the pandemic and most obviously have been gone down because restaurants have been hit really hard but uh sushi restaurants have all have gone up they're up by like five percent mm. and i was like all wow. right because that's not something you would make at home right most of right. like don't have the skill to make that at home and but you if you like it you want it and yeah where else are you gonna go yeah so huh interesting if after listening to today's episode you ordered sushi for lunch call in <laughs> Let's know. We have our sushi this. operator standing by yes. right now. His name is Joe O'Brien. <laughs> That's right. You can tell him. You can help him get over his phobia of seaweed. Take some of that nori, chew it up, spit it into an envelope, and mail it to Joe O'Brien, care of the Glass Cannon Network. <laughs> it's it's strange too with the nori because people complain about things being too sweet or too salty, but never too umami. Too nori. <laughs> Ooh, mommy. That was a fun app last week. Mm. Um, good to good <laughs> met to, God. You met God. I know. Man, it's not every day. Not every day. You didn't even day. have to die. Just I am God. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fun stories to tell. He played his harp for us. That's yeah. Good. Yeah, that was fun. Um, and <clears throat> didn't know anything. About the castle he built, <laughs> he built which himself. is thoroughly <laughs> unsurprising in a Troy Lavalley game. Amnesia. He can't draw you a map. He's so, spectral. I was so close <laughs> to asking to pull out a Ouija board and have him guide our oh, hands through yes. a map, you know, but it yes. didn't work. Yeah. I've been have, having a lot of fun going through all the fan artwork that came in from how the diadem is stored, though. It's been <laughs> it's been a real delight going through that. <laughs> Just absolutely NC-17. A lot of uh, very vivid imaginations out there in the <laughs> Surprise Reddit. Uh, the subreddit made that the uh, artist of the month. Yeah. Called arts. Called arts. Do you know we're now an NSFW subreddit? It's incredible. <laughs> we did it. We did it. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Uh, no, but that was cool. Obviously, yeah, you would like to get more information, but he's dead. He doesn't. He's dead and he was tortured to death. Uh, his memories are locked into uh, the circumstances surrounding his death. Um Learned a lot of information, though, about Zephyr Hall. Not Ironcloud Keep. It's Ironcloud Keep now because Volstice took it over. And you find out how and why that happened and how Nalbia, a name that you had heard before, is involved in her twin brother, Nalbur. So you now know a little bit more about your enemy. And he mentioned the engine room. The engine room is just a a marvel of engineering and magical... um, amazingness and uh you're like could we control the castle and he says it's kind of impossible like the cloud diadem lets you skip uh all those uh steps but you can try there might be a way uh if you're really savvy either way it's something you're going to want to know how to work in the event that you defeat volstice um 
be a good thing to know how to use. And is this Zephyr as in blimp, like the Red Hot Chili Peppers Zephyr song, Z-E-P-H-Y-R? <laughs> Zephyr, is, I believe, and I haven't looked this up, though I easily could, because as you know, many of you out there, we have access to the internet. Here. What? Mm-hmm. When? <laughs> But I believe that Zephyr is either – it's a Greek or Roman god of wind. And a Zephyr is like a gust of wind. Yeah. yeah. Swift, a soft, gentle breeze. Yeah. It's also the name, the final name of the Denver AAA minor league baseball franchise. Zephyrs? Yeah, Denver Zephyrs. So, sorry, a candidate for governor in New York State several years ago. Oh. Zephyr Teachout. Oh, Zephyr – right, of course. One of the best names in the history of politics. Pretty good. Well, in this case, it probably means wind. Something to do with clouds. (laughs) Not the minor league baseball team. (laughs) I was hoping it was a reference to my beloved Denver Zephyrs. I was going to ask, but then he he felt like it seemed like he wanted to go, but I was going to ask if they have some sort of minor league, you know, triple a affiliate it's a pretty big place i mean it's likely they might have a low a like uh short season ball at least yeah. <laughs> short <know>. season ball <laughs> you know that's Back. also they don't have they would never have to call games because of weather because they can just move <laughs> that's right and probably they have people that could just control the weather right the cloud giants i'm pretty sure aaron judge is a cloud giant because he, <laughs> he can really swing man he is a big guy it's true you know what this the saying is here at Old Zephyr Castle? If you don't like the weather, just fly somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> or ask your sorcerer to change it. <laughs> Get a lot of options for a cloud giant. I can't tell you every time I'm in the I feel like every time I'm in the West, Midwest I hear that phrase. Yeah, that's I know. Those, those, I know, that's their thing. Yeah. Um so yeah, you're you now you've got a better idea of uh of of a little bit of the layout. Obviously he just told you keep going inward. It's in the center centermost portion of this engine level. Um and you can, you know, you may not be able to do anything when you get there. Uh, he made that pretty clear, but it's going to so be important weird. for you to know. All the things you're saying. Stop saying these things. What am I saying? You just like keep saying, like, just so you know, like, here's where this thing is. And you can't do anything. Just can't so you know, it. you can't do anything. I mean, maybe you can't do anything. Maybe you can't do anything. Yeah, I don't, why do you keep saying it? I don't know. Just, uh, just giving you all the information. You don't want us to get our hopes up about the engine room? Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> Prepare us. Uh, Let he, us down gently. He let you know that you're probably not smart enough <laughs> to use it. Oh, is this a, like a reverse psychology thing? <laughs> like, you just shouldn't even bother going to the engine room because you can't do it. It's not like you can do anything. The engine room? I mean, you can go there. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't, I don't know, know why, why. you do it. I don't know why you do it. Sounds I mean, good. you? What are you going to do? You? Come on. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was interesting the one thing he said about the diadem allowing him to control it without knowledge. So perhaps there is knowledge out there or mm. an engineering role or some some blueprints or schematics that we could stumble upon that would allow us to do something. I'm thinking if we can't stop it altogether, we could at least um, hamper its movement and make it less mobile uh, and, you know, decrease its uh, uh, capability. Or we could just slow it down. Yeah. Like, just keep it from getting to wherever it's going as quickly as it wants to. Then that's a big win for could us. Could start to crash it. Sure. And the adventure right here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. It, it does seem odd. It just seems odd to just say over and over and over again that we can't do anything uh, in an engine room. Like, we have access to an engine room inside a flying vessel of some kind. Like, there's got to be something you could do to you would think. gum up the works, you know? Yeah. You just mash the, you just button mash for a while? Exactly. Yeah. You just throw something in there. It's not supposed to be there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it shouldn't have some effect. No matter what, it's something you're going to want to check out. If this is your... Uh 
your final resting place uh, for uh, you know this adventure. You're going to want to know how this thing works. Yeah, you clear out this level and then bar the stairs so nothing can come down. Perfect. Uh, are you guys down with that? Because I could see it going one of two ways. I think we could be like, he said engine room 40 times. So maybe we clear this level and find the engine room and see if we really can't do anything. Or he told us we can't do anything and just be like, we believe you and go upstairs immediately. No, I wouldn't clear out the whole place because he also said that this place would be like an absolute find of magical relics and items for anyone were it to like crash. So I'm thinking we find one other little... Uh, um, uh, MacGuffin yeah. that'll help us in our quest. Yeah, keep trying least. to find items in Intel. Unless he, the implication <clears throat> was like there's one room on the top floor where they keep all the good stuff. If the stuff is scattered throughout this place, then yeah, then yeah, we should totally explore every nook yeah, and cranny. It's funny. I mean, now that we're in somewhat of striking distance, it's like, what really is the point of the loot after the boss? You know, like it. The end of your campaign. It's like, well, I mean, if you're going to start a 17th level module, you you know, want to know what your character has. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like anything we want, we want before we get to the to the end so we can actually use it. Uh, I've never been this close to, uh, you know, the end as a player of a campaign like this. I personally, I just like thinking about it, daydreaming about what my character's life is like after the adventure stops. Yeah. And having that additional loot is just like, oh, that's a nice little perk, you know, in my, <laughs> yeah, in my re- fantasies. Retirement fund. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see. We'll be able to enjoy the loot when all said and done. Yeah. Would you, Troy, would you commit right here to us doing just like a, like an everyday life adventure module after we finish this one where we just uh, live our lives and hang out in whatever town we hang out in and there's no monsters and no threats and no battles or encounters? It does sound fun. Be a lot easier to prep. Yeah, we just role play. Like daily life, slice of life. <laughs> We'd have to occasionally life. roll diplomacy and you know craft craft skills, and it would be a first for actual play podcasting of Pathfinder modules. I'd imagine just no combat, no combat. Don't you want to be an innovator, Troy? You just uh, build relationships with people, friendships, and you go out to lunch. You get sushi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's like a Sims version of actual play podcasting. Could really dig into ultimate relationships. Yeah, everyone gets invited to Baron's <laughs> bachelor party except for Nestor, and that causes a huge scene. <laughs> He's really upset. A definite arc will follow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys want to do? Uh, do you want to rest in this room or I try to, go to rest? True. Now, open a bar and, <laughs> <laughs> and start this new yeah this new Sims campaign. You know what? <laughs> Best of luck to the Giants. I mean, <laughs> at this point, we've wiped out most of their military. Like they're they're making deals with demons. Like they're into some bad. Exactly, business. they're going to end up destroying each other, or some other adventuring party is going to show up and someone off. Someone will. Ha- Why does it have to be us? You know, let's, we have we have teleportation. Let's just find the most remote corner of the world yeah. and just hang out there until we die of old age. That's my plan. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I hear the Vault of Thorns is available. There we go. Uh, what, uh, what about uh, Tianja? I mean, giants are going to get over there for uh, our lifetime, yeah. I would imagine. So we just start a new life over there. Plenty of good years left. Sushi. Sushi every night. <laughs> <laughs> so Hold is, the nori. Is, is this... So we kind of like bypass the eastern side of this map, but he said that the out the layout of the floor plan is circular so i don't know if we should just keep going the way that we're going we might end up hooking up with that 
Yeah. We could just go into, there's a little hallway that cuts into the middle right north of us. We could try that first and see if that ducks right into the engine room. That's uh, sure. Let's Let's do that. Let's do that. Uh, All right. Rogues first. Rogues first. I'm, I'm happy to go first if Nestor doesn't want to. I get the whole ranged. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. only thing is I can't. I don't want to be right up front because of yeah. my bow. But. All right, I'll do it. There's a lot of risk in uh, setting something off. We don't want to set off, but I will I'll take go. a look. I'll be peering, you know, ahead of you so we can hopefully get a bit of a warning about anything that comes up. But. Okay. Uh, Dalgraith will head up to that passage and uh, stealthily peek around it. Uh, that is a, a 30 to open for stealth. And, uh, yeah, he's just going to kind of look around the corner, see what he sees. Okay. Let me uh, reveal on the map what you see. Oh. Uh, kind of an interesting little room here. It's a nook. It's not the engine. More of a giant-sized alcove off the main corridor than an actual chamber you see a square steel platform in the northeast corner um, that sits below a dark shaft in the ceiling above. <laughs> there is a steel cupboard mounted on the wall near the platform. Elevator. Yeah, it's a lift. Can we check out the cupboard? Sure. You guys slide in there. Yeah, Nestor's going to do... He's going to come around the corner once Dalgreath lets him know what's up, and he's going to do his own yeah, I'll perception do a, I'll check. Do perception. Uh, oh, come on. 33? 33. Uh, 31. <laughs> Garbage, Nestor. Terrible. Awful. Okay, what are you looking for in particular? Um, nothing in particular. Just taking my time scanning the area. Okay. Both of you notice that uh, this platform is rigged as a trap. Uh, mm. And that uh, it could fall straight through if you trigger it. Like out of the castle? Mm-hmm. Oh, so you step on a, it. Or to another level. We found the sky door. So you the ste- moon door. moon door. You step on it thinking it's a lift. Mm-hmm. magical thing and it just drops out that's what the trap we're looking at mm-hmm. now there might be a, a level below you in the rocky base or it might just drop straight through all right to the earth back up no one stand on that thing um looking at the cupboard you see four giant sized smoke bombs hmm huh Whew. are are they usable are like are they carryable equipable um, Giant size? They're, they could be used as, like, siege ammunition. Oh, okay. Mm. Um, or dropped down the shaft. I was, like, <laughs> was going to say, toss them on the elevator, or whatever we think is an elevator, and see what happens. Yeah. All right, go ahead, Metro. Uh, all right, how heavy are they? <laughs> They're pretty heavy, but if the four of you work together, you could uh, throw them on there. Toss them on the shaft? Yeah. See what happens. All right, so you grab one of them, and you guys... It like depresses a little bit. Do another one. Yeah, yeah we need a little more. Bring another it one. Needs more weight. You put that. All of a sudden, the platform drops out and just. And you look down and see the sky <laughs> <moving> beneath. 
Oh, we just we just accidentally smoke bombed a town in Galera. I know. Oh my oh. god! It's just a, a church full of children's oh. baptism. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, today's the day the whole town gets baptized. <laughs> We're doing uh, seventeen baptisms today. You know, uh, just trying to catch up on everybody. What is that coming out of the sky? Oh my god! <laughs> Uh, listen, no, don't worry. We're up here with God. He's not all that special. You're not missing anything. He's not that great a heart player. He's not that great. I heard that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, God. All right. Uh, look, Metra is looking down the hallway right now. Mm-hmm. Can she see what's up ahead? Yeah, Metra has, what, 100 and... She would he do? 120 feet of dark vision. Though you said it was dim light last episode. I did. Uh, it's dim light the closer you get to these little chambers because you see there's like a, a lantern above in the ceiling. Um, but I'm going to let you see that uh, the chamber or the hallway rather keeps stretching. Um, but about 30 feet or so away from you, um, there's a branch off to the west. Hmm. So it keeps going north and then 30 feet or so. Something to the west. Before we head forward, Baron uh, just wants to do a check for any secret doors. Um, that is, sorry, this is hard to read. Uh, 16 plus. So that is a 40 for secret doors. No. And what is your stone cunning? Because you get that automatically, right? Yeah, you should just give me a, a random perception check whenever I see one and I'll right. let you know. Uh, but yeah, no, there, there are no secret doors. Got it. At least that you can find with a 40. What would my max be? My max would be 44. All right. Uh, All right. Dogrith is going to move up past this uh, open platform, uh, open hole in the ground. Look ahead. uh, Do a perception for traps. That is a 26. Okay. You don't see anything. Uh, And keep moving forward. Stealthily go up to the next corridor, which now opens out to our left and take a look. That is a uh, 37. Okay. Stealth. Uh, 37, I can tell you that the corridor stretches to the west and then opens up into a chamber. And you can see 60 feet. Um, It's dark in there, but you can see 60 feet with dark vision. You see it ends in doors. Big set of double doors. Uh, Doors over here. Nestor gets in a position where he can see inside the room and he rolls a 45 perception against traps. Okay. You do not see any traps. Okay. Shall we keep moving forward? Try to get to the center first. Dogwraith will slowly creep up this hallway. (laughs) Ignoring that. Ignoring me entirely. (laughs) All right. When you get up to the edge there, feeling confident with Nestor's uh, trap perception, you can see the rest of the room. There's a table, single chair, big set of double doors leading further west. There's also a weapons rack along the north wall. Looks like some sort of guard room. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder if this is like uh, going outside. I wonder if it's like another... Yeah, like out to one of those platforms yeah, like we got in on. A guard tower or something that has a vision of the outside. What do you think... Back toward the center, or do you want to see what's behind this door? Let's head to the center, get to the engine room, and then we can check out the doors. 
Uh, all right, I'll do, I'll do a perception uh, just around the guard room. Mm-hmm. See if there's any uh, magical weapons, uh, medium sized, lying around. <laughs> Thirty five. Um, obviously, you don't have detect magic, um, but you do see uh, the weapon rack holds ten gargantuan masterwork long spears. Hmm. And a gigantic, gigantic ten-foot-long digging tool called a mattock. A mattock. Oh yeah, a mattock. I had a character that had that as a weapon. Mm. I can't remember who it was. Uh, it's like a one-off that we did or something, like a stream. I, I was like, I'm going to use a mattock. Uh, all right, Marin will detect magic in the room. The mattock is magical. Oh, magical mattock. Magical-matic. Uh, I'll roll a spellcraft on it. Uh, eight. Ooh. No. I wonder if the enchantment is that it digs for you on its own, thus making it an automatic. Get out right now. Totally automatic. <laughs> I should be ashamed. Get out of that joke. <laughs> Can I walk up to the door and cast detect alignment through there to see if I detect any auras? I'm going to cycle through all the alignments to see if I can detect life life forms on the other side of the double doors, as well as detect magic. 60-foot cone on each. 60-foot cone um, on the other side of the door. We definitely got some magic juice. <laughs> I've always wanted a metal detector, and this is the closest I've ever felt to owning one. I know. I feel like we're out on the beach with a bunch of losers. <laughs> I, I saw some folks in, in the park near us the other day with a metal detector. I was like, you were going to find nothing. Yeah, I saw, I saw a guy. I've never seen this before in my neighborhood in Jersey just walking on the part of the curb like between the sidewalk and where the cars are parked, just that narrow area. Just walking, it was just as the snow was melting, and he was just like walking along with it. And I was like, "What do you think? Like maybe somebody drops something out of their car? Yeah, what do you like, think? Like Blackbeard was up here, like in the sixteen hundreds, <laughs> like dropping doubloons." <laughs> you detect an evil alignment. Oh, there's something on the other side of this door. It's evil. Perhaps guards, as this is the guard room. Perhaps. They might go on patrol later, so they might get us from behind if we don't take care of them now. I'm thinking we might need to take care of them before they take care of us. What does the rest of you think? Oh, so they got the jump on them now. Yeah. They could have the jump on us later, so... Our best advantage against giants is having a decent amount of range between us and them. We wouldn't have that here. Well, we might. We don't know how far it is. Well, within 60 feet, right? Right. Uh, are we assuming the Baron's at the door? Yes. Okay. And that, that, with 18 seconds, I should be able to discern the power and location of each aura. So, Okay. As you move closer and continue holding that, you detect three auras of evil. Okay. And they're all, they're moving kind of back and forth. Okay. Doesn't it sound like the platform that we ended yeah. on it's the, it's the same, same situation the same situation yeah is the uh aura's power overwhelming is the hit dice twice my character level <laughs> no, probably not at this level um is the hit dice twice your character level it would have to be no. they would have to have 30 no it would have to be a god yeah literally <laughs> uh, <laughs> um okay another one yeah there's no one knock <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know this. Animal straps, poisons, and other potential perils are not evil, and as such, uh, the spell does not detect them. So I couldn't even use them to detect like magical traps. Interesting. Hmm. Um, do you um, Metro want to roll on the Matic just before we? Forget? Oh yeah, probably won't get it. Sure. Wow, Jesus. so negative <laughs> about us. Natural twenty. No, oh. Oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, 18, uh, Seventeen. No. Oh, I really want to know what that goddamn attic does. We'll check it tomorrow with the badge. Try again. Magical. So we're taking it. Mutation magic. Yeah, we're shoving it in that bag that never ends. All right. Magical matic. Uh, Baron will turn to Metron and say, "You have about a." Uh, Ten minutes a day of that ethereal jaunt, don't you? Could you do a little recon for us and come back? I mean, I think sure, but we—I think we were pretty confident that it's just going to be three guards on a similar platform to the one we went on, right? I'm not totally confident. Um, why I'm suggesting? Well, Dalgrith could could uh, do it if you want. Dalgrith could do it. Do what? Dalgrith could bust I guess, out his jaws. I guess my, I guess <laughs> Matthew and by extension, Matthew I don't remember sure. exactly what they're called. <laughs> Let's move on and come back to this. Yeah, I, yeah. The gloves of reconnaissance. <gasps> oh, I forgot about the gloves of reconnaissance on the door and see what's on the other side. Oh my oh, god, really? That's fun. yeah, but it's only once a day. That's worth it. Uh, and I can't I see through it. a wall more than five feet thick. Um, I think I actually know the thickness of the doors. Uh, it, looks, it looks pretty thick on the on the map. Um, I know how lo- how big the walls are. Um, in book six as well, I like I kind of get conservation, but I'm totally against that at this point. Uh, I can tell you that having walked through the entrance to this place, the wall, the outer wall, was 15 feet thick. Dang. Now, that doesn't mean the doors are 15 feet thick. How thick were the doors? 14. (laughs) (laughs) You did that to yourself. (laughs) No one ever asked about the walls. You brought them up. (laughs) Now, that doesn't mean the door is 15. Well, how thick is the door? 14. 14. All right. It's uh, great because you were making eye contact. Cool. Another item I'll just throw in the trash. Uh, never be used. Totally useless in this adventure. Uh, yep. yep. It's a shame. Uh, if only you had that in book one when we were in True Now and the doors were less than five feet thick. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were more along the, you know, nice, comfortable one to two inches vibe. But now we're in a terrible situation. All right. Uh, we'll just leave. Um big thick door look at the space it takes up on the map yeah, yeah. it takes up about five feet <laughs> you're right <laughs> I mean what do you want <laughs> if you just don't want me to use any items from the game that's fine just say like I don't want you enhancing your character with items you know what though I think you're right I think that's about five feet it is <laughs> It, is. it might be six, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I won't know until I use the charge for the day. Why don't you burn it? And see what happens. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Do it. Yeah, no. That, I want. You I just see the last foot of stone. Door. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, you're gonna have to wait till tomorrow. To try it again. Uh, all right. Let's say you use it. Um, <clears throat> you do see another platform out there with uh three guards three cloud giant same guys same dudes 
All right. Let's move on. Yeah. I don't know if it's worth a fight. Do we have any way, Baron, with your knowledge of engineering? Could you bar these doors? That's fun. Or st- stick them somehow. Yeah, let's do a let's do a knowledge engineerino on there. Got to roll high. Knowledge engineero. Eighteen on the die for a twenty-three. Or uh, sorry, twenty-four. Um, they can be barred from the inside. <gasps> let's do it. Let's, let's do, it. do it, baby. They'll probably hear us, but, but the door will be barred. The door will be barred. <laughs> you could try a stealthy, stealthy yeah. barring. Of course we'll try a stealthy We'll, we'll all work together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you have any sort of... You don't have the power to lift stuff that heavy, right? Not that heavy. Your mind. Mage hand. But, uh, do I have... Does Metro have mage hand? That's mage only five, hand that's like only five, five pounds. pounds. Ah, these are six. Oh, <laughs> damn it. Six pounds. Fifteen foot door. Six I guess if you had a saw, you could saw off a little bit of it. Maybe get it down to five. So that you could mage hand. Are you having fun? <laughs> I'm having a blast. <laughs> No, let's really think about this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, can we just roll stealth and try to bar the door? Yes. <laughs> okay, roll stealth. All right. Who's doing it? Dalgrith. Okay. Well, all, all of us. Or right? Nestor. Yeah, you're going to need at least or two of you. Metra. I two. Can, why don't the two of uh, Dalgrith, you and I, why don't we do it? Uh, let's see. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to cast good. a, I'm going to give you each a cloak of shadows. Uh, that should give you a plus nine to stealth for a couple rounds. Mm. Okay. What are your total bonuses now? Mine would be 33. Uh, 35. It's a good bone. Yeah. It's a good bone. It's not a bad bone. Not a bad bone. Uh, 38 total. Oh. 44 total. So the Slayer and the Rogue just gently lift this thing. And, and we're like our... Yeah. Shaking. It's oh, so fucking heavy. Trying quietly, quietly fast. trembling as we're straining to lift. Yeah, it's thing. like doing a, uh, a, you know, you're like holding the weight above your head and slowly bringing oh, it down. So yeah. That's what you're trying to do to get it right into the spot. And you oh, bar the door. Badass. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, that's okay. going to be awesome when we have no choice but to flee through this door to get out of here alive. And <laughs> yeah. we're like, no! Bard. <laughs> All right. I feel like that's the first thing we've done right in this castle. I think yeah. I I, hey, well, so. no. Uh, taking down the force wall uh, was a very good. Actually, yeah, that was, was very good. And the diplomacy great. role was good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, so jump through the moon door. <laughs> Rest and then fly back up here tomorrow. Yep. I mean, how about we could just jump through the moon door and never come back? Yeah. Still like this to, idea. I, Matthew is really pushing it, and I'm starting to come around on the uh, just go back to Trudel vibe and say good luck. Yeah, good luck, Giants. Can we do a bed and breakfast instead of a, a bar? It's a good idea. I think the Ramble House uh, needs a little competition. If you know oh yeah, that. I think the Ramble House is going to be running scared. That. And it's possible I have been watching too much Ozark, but we could just buy a stake in the Ramble House and then launder a bunch of money through it uh, for a bunch of illegal activity. Whose money are we laundering? Uh, don't worry about it. It's going to take a lot of investigation to figure that out, Matthew. Oh, my If we God. do our jobs right. I, mean, I got it. So instead of dying to Volstice, when we finally get there, we just pitch 
Like, <laughs> all right, we'll start laundering your money through Trunau. No, we'll get small in Trunau. For the Galarian IRS that's just like what? Yeah. checking Vols' hey, bucks. That's how they that's how they got that's how they got Scarface. You know? You may laugh, but you know, this is a serious thing. The Come only on, thing more powerful than Volsus is the Galarian IRS. <laughs> I love it. We also have a cathedral we're refurbishing in Minderhall's Valley. Uh, yeah. They'll never suspect that money coming through the church. Yeah, we'll yeah. just inflate the construction costs all of the contractors. Min- like, it's a lot of cash. It's like, it'll never be traced back to you. Four words for you, Volstis. Tax-exempt religious institution. <laughs> I'm listening. That's Ken. That's his voice. That's, we'll remember that. I'm listening. I'm still here, aren't I? Uh, uh. Tax-exempt religious institution. Oh, good job, Grant. Way, <laughs> way better. Uh, okay. Let's keep going to the north. To the north. To the north. Go to the north. Who's going? What are you doing? Uh, Dograith will do a perception uh, in the, the path ahead for danger. That is a 23. Ooh. And Nestor will also, and that is a... Th- 42 against traps. 42 against traps. You don't see any traps. You see that about 50 feet or so away, the hallway opens into a chamber. Dograith is going to stealth up until he sees something of interest or danger in in that chamber. Uh, That is a 40. Ooh. 40. Okay. Um... Yep, you don't see anything. Um, okay. Looks like there's some boxes, like but tons of storage against the wall to the west in the room. Okay. Uh, he'll keep moving. Okay. Uh, you keep moving right up to the edge. Um, and let me show you the whole room here. Ah, ooh, that's a very big room. There are several stacks of... Looks like spare building material, stone blocks, timber, ceramic tiles, roof shingles, um, and it's just piled uh, from floor to ceiling um, along, all along the west side wall. Uh, to the right? Uh, to the left. I'm, I'm saying I look to the right. Is there anything, or is that the end of the room? Uh, you look to the right, and there's nothing on that side of the room, but you do see uh, in the northeast corner, corner northeast corner, uh, a smaller corridor, only about 10 feet wide. The one you've been in is about 15 feet, uh, stretching back to the east. All right. Can I detect magic across the building materials just to make sure? Mm-hmm. Uh, you do detect some magic in, like, I don't know, the back part, back corner of the room mixed in with the uh, shit. Mundane crap. I focus in on it. Focus in on it. Holding that there. And um, it's one uh, aura of magic. And I can locate it for... Mm -hmm. You can locate it. It is transmutation magic. And you can exactly see where it is. It's just glowing. All right, we go. That we I, I examine the object. Okay, do all of you follow into the room? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, Dalgreth. I do. Uh, yeah, I'm going against this this right side wall, and he's going to start working his way slowly up that wall. Okay. Where does uh, Baron go? You're getting that uh, that aura, by the way, back here, Metro, back in the you know the top west portion of this oh, okay. chamber. So we should peek around the corner before we. Yeah, go. that's why I was. A tr- yeah, no, you peek around the corner. 
Don't say anything, but I just want to know where everybody is going. No, he, he's saying the corner of the, the oh, hall, right, new right, hallway right. to the east. Um, Dogrith is going to slowly work his way up toward that uh, hall, uh, just checking the wall for uh, secret doors. Okay. Yeah, everybody roll. Goes. Yeah, give me that first. Uh, 24. You don't see anything, and Baron, I'm not going to ask you to do a stone cut. Got it. Um, but everybody roll a perception check as you start filing into the room. 38. 25. 25 as well. Uh, 39. Uh, 46 against traps. Okay. As you go into the room, and Metra is like going in the direction of this single aura of transmutation magic, and you're keeping an eye on that corridor, making sure nothing is coming down there. Dalgrith skulks his way up there. He's really hugging that eastern wall, going up and up and looking around the corner, and Nestor and Baron are just like covering both of you. All of you hear something coming from this debris on the wall. Oh, no. And then you look and you see something moving in there. And all four of you see two enormous creatures what? jump Jeez. out. They are skeletons. They were ah. hiding amongst this uh, this stone and, and timber, like, building supplies. And they have this long purple thing going all the way up inside of them. <gasps> and rags similar to the outfit that Renfall was wearing. Oh, I know what these are. Yeah, it we sounds fought familiar. Them. We fought them in uh, Skirkatla's too. You may know what they are, but I don't think you've seen them this size. That's what oh, they look like. Oh, they <laughs> are going to kill me. Oh, you're right there. Roll for initiative. Oh, <laughs> these things. Oh, these things. The sinewy purple. Uh, God, it looks like a, an alien just kind of like wrapping around its bones up all the way out, protruding from its mouth in this long tongue like venom from uh, Marvel Comics. I can't remember what they're called. I forget them every time. Oh, I know what it is. Uh, it's a morgue. A morgue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They were in. Yeah. They were in Skirkalos. Did we avoid fighting them? Yeah, we avoided fighting them. It was uh, Dalgrith. Everybody was dead. And you, Ethereum, and Metro, uh, yeah, right? Faraz had died. There. Uh, it was in that little uh, maze. Was, yeah, it was like urns in the wall and everything. And oh, you went right. ethereal through there, and that's how you came in through the back of Skirkatla's tomb. Yeah, yeah well, I, we were escaping. It was escaping. It was before Metro, though. Yeah, after you were running out of there. Oh, uh, was it Baron? Oh, Baron had. The thing, because Feyraza gave it to Baron as her last act. Yeah. And he put on the cloak and jaunted out while I had to actually walk out. And I had to go through that maze. I think it was invisible. And then no. walked flew right by you. Yeah, I flew out and they were like walking by me and I would have to like be still and then they'd go by. It was so scary. Yeah. I feel like if those weren't medium, they might have been large. These are huge. Dalgrith, what'd you get? 24. Okay, 24 for Dalgrith. Nestor. 12. 12. Natural oh. 3. Oh, no. Baron. 24 for Baron. Okay, who's got the higher bone? Uh, Baron with a plus 15. Okay. And Metra. 19. 19 for Metra. Pedestrian rolls. You are all aware of each other at the start of battle, so there will be no surprise round. Round 1, Baron. 
All right, Baron is going to start this battle off right because he's terrified of how large these things are, and he knows his friend Dalgrith is going to need some help. So he moves 30 feet back to Dalgrith and will cast... Len, well, first he'll do a swift action to call down two judgments on himself and will cast Len Judgment on Dalgrith as his standard action. What? You now have a judgment of sacred protection plus two, Amazing. which will stack on top of your uh, any bonuses you get for scaling these creatures. Nice. Wow, that's pretty cool. Awesome. And I am also going to add onto myself judgment of sacred healing three, which gives me fast healing three throughout the battle. Okay. Is that your turn? That is my turn, unless I can do a knowledge check, but I don't think I have anything that would be applicable to these creatures. Um, Dungeoneering, engineering, local nature, religion. Religion would work. Okay, here it comes. Skeletons. Uh, 19 for a 29. Yes, these are, in fact, morgues, but they are uh, of a variety you have never heard about. Um, certainly the size alone um, and vestiges of the same clothing that uh, Renfall was wearing. Perhaps these were some of the cloud giants that lived in Zephyr Hall that uh, were killed and turned. You know that morgues are like their creations from like serial killers, like horrible that's people. Right, that's right. That that's right. Undeath it twists yeah. them. Uh, but cloud giants are generally good people. So. Yeah. Did, were they just people that turned on Renfall and his followers and his friends? Or are they people that were twisted by Volstice and his uh, cronies? You don't know. Uh, in terms of uh, information, I can give you... What was the total you rolled? Uh, 29. 29. I'll give you two bits. Defenses? Resistances? Yeah, defenses is what I want. Anything that we can bypass. Okay. Um... They don't have any uh, any types of DR. Okay. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about that. They have a ton of immunities. Um, undead immunities? Just undead immunities? Undead immunities, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, and the other thing I'll tell you, I'm just going to put it out there so you know. Yeah. Paralysis. They paralyze you. Mm-hmm. They paralyze you. And so it's... Like ghouls. Yeah, it's, it's a permadeath scenario. Yeah, you know, obviously going to plan a little bit on how I play it, how I feel like playing it, but if a lot of you start getting paralyzed, this could get real bad, real fast. Your I'm, better option would have been to jump out the moon door. Uh, <laughs> Baron shouts out, lay down all your fire on the northernmost one. Let's start on him. On old Northy, as he was known back when he was alive. Aww. Oddly enough that he's now standing north of his former friend. It's just lucky. Yeah. He would have been south, and then the moniker would have made no sense. It's so confusing. <laughs> he would have been confused. <laughs> Dalgrith, it's your turn. Uh, all right. Dalgrith is going to... Now, Metra is greater invisibility touch, or is it just like a close range? Touch. It's touch. Um... All right, Metra, get to me if you can. Uh, and he's, but he's not going to wait. He's just going to go because I think that he might have some more value here as a target than dealing damage. So he is going to take Baron's orders, click his heels together for a bit of haste, and close the distance and attempt to jump on this thing. Yikes! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I will tell you, if it matters, they do not have the giant subtype. It doesn't matter. Okay. Um, Okay. Uh, Interesting. Which is stupid, but... 
technically they do not. Yeah, it just has to a creature larger than you is what okay. all my stuff works on. Uh, all right, so... Yeah, this one has not acted, so you're going to try and jump up there. Wouldn't have provoked anyways, because you got some cool skills. Right, so, yeah. So, okay, it's a it's a climb check uh, against uh, against its CMD. Uh, there we go. <laughs> got it. What was it? It was... Sorry, I need a minute. Uh, f- 47. Okay, you just made it. Just made their CMD? Yeah. <laughs> Just made it? Mm-hmm. 47? Uh-huh. Think about it. They're mostly bones. They don't have that extra flesh that you can just, like, easily climb your way up. You've got to, like, crawl around it and stuff. And that's, uh, that's what I'm making up for their higher than average CMD. What's <laughs> <laughs> well, one saying? If that's, if that's the case, then, like, if that's the quarter of the level that we're going to be at for the rest of the time, that's very bad. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so uh, rolling acrobatics to avoid an attack of opportunity, that's against their CMD, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. So that's just not happening. Correct. This is very, very dangerous. Okay. This is book six. This is book six. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we just, I'm so glad just we, have a roulette. It's just Russian roulette. And now every combat. I'm glad uh, we opened up the moon door for our replacement party to come up and enter the castle. Yeah, yeah that's what you. it's going to be. It's going to make it so much easier for me now that you open the moon door. Uh, all right, Dogwraith I, I would have jumps. had to contrive something. <laughs> Dogwraith jumps onto this dude with two short swords. He's just like, <laughs> like gets him into the bones and uses it to climb up. Um... And is that his turn? Did we, we? I never remember. Is that his turn? The climb check is the standard action. Is that what it is? Yeah, you moved, and then the climb is your standard. Okay, so now he's on the creature. But you've got your weapons out because you did you use your new ability? Yeah. So my weapon is out and good to go. So if I can, you know, I can do a full attack next round. I just don't get sneak attack damage. That's all. Metro, what's your situation right now? There's only one of you, right? All your yeah, things have uh, disappeared, and you're fully fleshed. <laughs> there's only one of me, and I am in uh, I'm in melee with both. Yeah. Well, it's one of theirs' turn, and uh, you are the one closest to Southie. Oh, Southie. Yes, he is from Southie, too. That's why they call him Southie. And again, just fortunate that he ended up in the southern position amongst the giants. He's going to go ahead and do a full attack on it is, you! I'm going to say, I get the flavor, and it's fun. I get it. I'm fine with it. But it is ludicrous <laughs> that we didn't see Huge these creatures. two yeah. co- bordering on colossal creatures. <laughs> In the barrels if in the corner see, of the room. If you yeah. could all see the art. <laughs> it really does, there's like five barrels. There's like five barrels in each pile. Yeah. And, and they're looming over the, pa- the barrels. <laughs> it's very funny. Yeah. They're hiding. <laughs> they're hiding. They didn't get a surprise round because you rolled higher than their stealth. All of you. Uh, here comes a really horrible uh, full attack on Metra. Who Go is for it. Flat-footed, by the way. Go for it. Uh, I think only a natural one will miss. Yeah, I bet. So let's go ahead and put on power <laughs> attack. First attack. Slam. Slam! At that moment. Oh! <gasps> yes! So I came out of my hand. As, immediate, as an immediate action, I cast Ether Step and Step into the Ethereal Plane. Oh! oh. I so, love it when you want to step. Does that ha- does that no, my my first attack then gone from that action? Yeah. Okay. I was just I was waiting until the last second just to bother you. That was good. So just <laughs> boom. 
slowly slams down, and you guys see Metro just flop. yeah, just sort of vanish. The last <sighs> second, so it might look like he just crushed you flat. <laughs> right. Instead, you see chips of the floor fly up. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, oh, wow. And now. I'm on the ethereal plane into the beginning of my next. All right, let me see what his reach is. I don't think. Well, let's see. His reach is pretty good, but Nestor is a couple diagonals away. Oh, Nestor is just out of reach. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, can you? Can you? My intention was a full attack. Obviously, I go. I did one attack. That's gone. Can I then five foot step and take my other two attacks? Uh, uh, so, uh, can yeah. you break up a full attack action with a five foot step? I think you can. We've, we've asked this exact question. We've talked about it so many times. <laughs> I just never remember. Yeah, I never remember either. But I, th- I think you can. The I, only I, movement you can take during a full attack is a five foot step. You may take the step before, after, or between your attacks. Okay, All right. makes sense. Yeah. So Metro has doomed Nestor to these two attacks. But hey. Maybe it'll miss. Well, it has to roll a CMB. To, it can't occupy Metro Square. Um, he goes there. Oh, damn it. And <laughs> Let me get him on a technicality. <laughs> he's got 15 feet of reach, so he will then second slam on Nestor Coin. 100% going down here. I'm definitely getting hit. Uh, yeah, 40 <gasps> to hit. Um, oh, boy. Okay. Uh, that's a lot of D8s. Oh, God. <laughs> Awful. Okay. 17. Uh, 40 points of damage. And then he goes to grab uh, natural 20 on the grab, oh, which is probably for the best, because I will go ahead and put the grappled condition on myself as well. Here comes the tongue. Ugh. Natty 18 on the tongue. Good news, always with the tongue. Doesn't do any damage. But you are paralyzed for two minutes. And there's no save. Uh, That's ludicrous. There is a save. Thank you. Uh, Fortitude save. All right. Going to fail this anyway. Do we have bottle caps? I don't think we do. Do we have a bottle cap? Uh, I think I somebody it. has a cap, but did they use it? I well, think I got one, and then I cashed it in pretty quickly. I, I feel like I gave, it, my... I gave one to you for something. I feel like you did. I don't remember. I don't even know if it's worth it, because I'm grappled. There's no way I'm getting out, and he's just going to do the same thing again to me next round if, okay. if I somehow don't make this. So I wouldn't waste the cap on this. I am going to use... I was sent a set, a lovely set of... Johnny Halfling inspired dice oh. by uh, Ritual Cast Dice. Samantha at uh, Ritual Cast Dice sent me some Johnny Halfling. Nice. So, uh, in uh, in honor of uh, Johnny Halfling, who's dead forever and can never come back, I'm going to <laughs> roll with that with his die, and uh, it's an eighty three. So that worked out perfectly. Oh, great. Uh, Eighteen. <sighs> Nestor is paralyzed for two. Minutes. All right. See you guys later. <laughs> Skid, I want to leave you with this with this possibly happy news. Uh huh. We could always bring Johnny a halfling back for a prequel, and Troy would be narratively forbidden from killing him in that adventure. <laughs> That's true. It'd be first level, but yeah, okay. it'd be first level. <laughs> but sure, unless he suffered a head injury with a different the crew because he hadn't met the other crew yet. Yeah. Right. Um. Wow. Okay. Uh, 
I'm sick to my stomach. I'm sick to my stomach. Yeah. This is what this is. It's rocket tag. Uh, it is Metra's actual turn. Yeah, and the downside to Ether Step is I become material at the beginning of my next term, so I've, I've come back to material plane, but I now can only take uh, move or free actions. Oh, no. And I'm, uh, you know, it's, uh, I'm in a little bit of a sticky wicket here. So... Yeah, Metra's between two of them, and yeah, every square in 20 feet in every direction around you provokes. <laughs> yep. So I'm going to full withdraw and provoke from both of them. Full withdraw and provoke from both of them. Yeah. Can the one grappling? No, the other one can't attack you. It hasn't gone yet. Oh, yeah. And the other one's grappling Nestor and already has its tongue on him, I guess. I don't know. So he's got the grappled condition. Yeah. So it's a less chance to hit. Um He'll go ahead and take that opportunity. Um, so you know, unless he has combat reflexes, uh, you know, she's she's eaten up his. Um, let's see here. Let me get one of my good dice. Old blue cat's eye. Okay. 30. I'm going to activate my swirling smoke tattoo. Ooh, classic. So yes, that would hit, but now you have a 20% mischance. 20% mischance. Let me roll that. So 21 or higher, and I will hit you. Okay. Uh, let's see. I rolled a 25. All right. It's all right. That's why that swirling smoke tattoo is is there. This is going to be... Uh, power attack is still on, of course. Um, so let's roll out some D8s here. Um Hmm. Oh, not bad. I mean, bad, but not as bad as it could be. 35 points of damage. Okay. Uh, just boom! Okay. Uh, great. Uh, and that is... He can only take one attack. So that's yep. it. So now I'll mo- she's going to move to the northeast corner of the building, up and basically like up towards the corridor. Okay. Up towards the corridor. Very cool. Go ahead and move yourself, and I will reveal more of the corridor to you. <laughs> And the morgues in that room. And the morgues <laughs> waiting for us. And the there. morgues just being like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Does uh, no one you know what? Actually, don't reveal it because I'm going to go the other way. Okay. Uh, I'll go back down the corridor we came through. <laughs> Metro. <laughs> Towards the morgue. You could start fleeing. Are you going to pr- bring out a sketch pad to draw Nestor's dying face? <laughs> God. Or I can just position myself so I can see both of you and do horrible things to you later on. This is true. One it's or the true. Other. I'll let you know right now. I'm rooting for you. I'm always rooting for you guys back here. All right. So Metro retreats uh, down into the southern corridor after taking a vicious blow from the morgue's claw. It was vicious. Baron went. Dalgrith went. Oh, we we identified them, right? That we that's, we learned all we could learn. It was a good roll. Yeah. So we learned two pieces of useful. We got a twenty nine. So yeah. Yeah, uh, we didn't learn anything. You want to roll a non-religion? Nothing except that they do paralyze. Uh, they have undead traits. That's, that's and undead everybody traits, would know that. Undead are immune to sneak attacks? No. No? Okay. As so far as I know, they're not... Uh, they're immune to, like, mind-affecting, affecting, uh, anything that requires a fortitude save, stuff like that. Okay. I'll take a free action to momentarily panic, and then another free action <laughs> to regain my composure and start thinking about how we're going to get out of this. Okay. Do you want to roll a knowledge religion? I don't have knowledge religion. Okay. Then you can't roll it. No. Can't roll it on I'm sorry, hand. Matthew. Those are the rules. Can't be, I mean, if you were a bard, you took a bard dip. Bard dip. Like a little bardic. 
your knowledge. Your daughter was a bard. She was. But now her face is on Branders. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. It is I'm glad ne- you're rooting for us, by the way. <laughs> I am. It just yeah, makes me feel I really, feels good. I really am. It is Nestor's turn. Nestor, you're obviously... I, I don't know. Do you guys have removed paralysis? Surprise me. Uh, what's going on through your head here? Do you re- think, like, this is it? Yeah, I think this is the worst thing for Nestor is to feel helpless. So I think this is... He... This is this is the worst thing that could happen to him right now. Like this is what, like when he lost his teeth, like he was tied up and 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 uh, motionless. So this is this is the thing he hates most. And he's like, all he wants is his chance to take down Volstis, right? For revenge, for making him feel hunted. That's all that he wants right now. Mm-hmm. And so now he's just like. Fuck, like even more than dying, it's just like I'm gonna go before I get a chance to do this one thing, which is the only thing I want to do right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't think of a bad, uh, a worse situation than you've been in, except wasn't there, as you guys were escaping Minderhall's Valley, there was like a uh, a tunnel or something, and you were crawling away. Do you remember that fight? Nestor was like, I don't know if you were paralyzed, but it was like you were down to one hit point. Do you remember this fight? God, no. it was right when you met Fungfar. It was in the whole Fungfar area before you met Fungfar. We were crawling in the poop? No, no it wasn't the poop. No, this is book three. Book three. Yeah, uh, I remember it. That's the last time. Anyways, this is, this is bad news. Oh, wait a minute. I do remember it. He was like trying to get a potion out or something and was like hiding behind oh. a corner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's like trying to get out of the sight of the creature yeah. or something. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's ringing a bell now. And you went, you were way on the other side of the room. Anyways, yeah. uh, it is the other uh, morgue's turn. Uh, Dalgarth, you're visible, yes? Yeah. Okay, so he's going to go no ahead. No thanks to Metra! <laughs> he's going to go ahead and... Uh, <laughs> Literally can't act. Attack <laughs> you. I mean, man, this is... This room is rather small for two huge creatures. It, it really... It's just... I just don't like it. I don't like it. I think it's a <laughs> dumb thing, and it's stupid. And I... This is for me, again, this is my thing. Paralysis. The main thing you do when you show up for all your friends in Pathfinder is the opportunity to not play. That's all you want. <laughs> I want to not be able to do anything. It's fucking great. Yeah, and just like with the tightness of the room and the, um, you know, the fact that like you look Troy at a you know a two hit number and you're, it's just like every single time you're. Well, it's kind of like I guess it's always like for Grant for Baron, but you're just like, like I can't miss. I can't ever miss. That that means there's something wrong with the game. Yeah, the yeah. fact that you can never miss on a roll. And that your role permanently kills the character in two rounds. <laughs> but don't you feel that way when you're the player? Do or I? No. I feel like, what? Joe misses all the time. Not you. No, <laughs> I feel like, no, I'm, Grant, <laughs> the Grant, Grant, no, but Grant, but Grant, uh, has, he has a gun. that's a gunslinger in a giant campaign. Like, I feel like on an attack roll, like I need to roll it like a 10 or like a nine or a 10 to, to hit, to feel confident I'll hit these creatures. You have to roll a two most of the time. Baron, you know, to do hit us. you hindsight's twenty twenty? Do you think now you should have just unloaded a clip in round one? 
Um, it's hard to say. Um, knowing the paralysis stuff, if I, I should have done the religion check first, probably, and considered the paralysis. Mm-hmm. I do have a four scrolls of remove paralysis, so if Metra can get uh, Nestor over to me, I can spend a move action to draw it out, and then a standard action to cast it on him. Okay. Um, so is it, uh, is it touch? It's not touch, I don't think. No, let me look. Yeah, you can do that at range. Well, while you look that up, let's see if you're going to need two of those scrolls. But the oh, thing yes. is, you're grappled, and you're grappled. never going to get out of it. And, and it'll just and re-paralyze you it every again. round. And then we're losing out on the amount of damage that Baron would have dealt on his turn. Right. But freeing me. That was the tough part about multi-classing for Baron within a battle. Because choosing to do the buffing actions, they're helpful, but they're oftentimes not as helpful as dealing just dealing 90 points of damage right. on your round. So <laughs> it's, yeah. it's difficult to negotiate, in any given battle, the best usage of Baron. So we'll figure it out. Yeah, well... Well, that's that's what multiclassing gets you. It's tough decisions. Yeah, mm-hmm. tough, tough decisions. Well, it's going to do a full attack on Dalgrith, or at least come on, Dalgrith, start there. Jump and dodge out of the way. Um, okay, he sees that uh, giant hand come swinging around. Oh, and let me just say, and he's going to dodge it before this happens. The thing about targeting the guy to the north was he was thirty feet away from me. N- Nestor's attacks were going to trigger my target of opportunity, so right. we would have done a ton of stuff. And the fact that uh, the, the ether step changed the whole thing. I mean, I'm glad for Metro to be safe, but it just changes the complexion of the battle entirely. Yeah, it's a bad round one. It's, it's a bad round. Not one. a good round one. Not a, good round not one. a great round. One. Hey, you can't win them. Just- I also like I skid. I was over eager to see what was in this room, so I moved Nestor in yeah. when I wouldn't have otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Like, why. He wouldn't have done that. I said, I Nestor ordinarily, I if I'd been playing him uh, intelligently, would have been outside the room still. So yeah. he would have been able to. I also don't know why when I had a range of sixty feet on that spell, I put my I put my character right next to the uh, yeah, right next to the boxes. Yeah. yeah, I just I was immediately suspicious the second he, the way he said. You, yeah, you, you do detect magic in the back corner of the room. You just had to cross the whole room. And, so you, and you were like, so you, go, you all walk in there? And I said, no. I, <laughs> I'm on the other wall. Like, and it's funny because yeah. you said no, I figured you were staying out. I was like, okay, interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's not going to change anything for me right, right. in this combat. It would change everything for me. But yeah, my breadcrumb is, oh yeah, back corner. Come on in. Do um, I see, I also suspected something was going to happen. I didn't expect there to be two huge creatures in this tiny no, room. No, f- yeah, hiding yeah. behind three-foot barrels. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> it's not a ton of sense. Yeah, right. I was, I was, I was, I floor to ceiling. I got taken so hard by the drawings of these <laughs> yeah. barrels. Yeah, by I the know. terrible, uh, what is it, just the terrible <laughs> resolu- resolution <laughs> yes. Yes. of the map. These maps are hard to blow up. They got me. <laughs> Um, do I, when those things came out, I assume one of the magical, th- or I was detecting, was on one of them, right? No, creatures don't uh, pop up from detect magic, only... No, I'm, a, I'm saying now that they're visible, one of them has the magical item on them? No, that's still oh. within the oh, okay. Yes. So now we're walking into every room detecting magic. You're detecting magic, I'm detecting alignment. We'll try to get everything. We'll do that next time. <laughs> next time. If we live With time. one party. Next right. time. If only he hadn't used that glove up. <laughs> well, I wouldn't you could uh, put it right up to these three foot tall boxes. <laughs> yep, you can see right out. through. I'm uh, going to pop down the moon door and fly away. And that's go, probably smart. Uh, I honestly, I think that's what you are going to do. <laughs> if Dalgrith and Baron go down and Nestor, 
you need to you need to go get reinforced. You need yeah. oh to start a bar. You need to now. start <laughs> yeah. trying to get a liquor license. Metris. <laughs> I need Dude, you need that process takes a long time. time. It takes a long time, so we should do that immediately. Let as me soon get the paperwork in now. Yeah. 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 You, these... you want to talk about the IRS? It's the liquor control board. <laughs> They're really going to get you. In. But you bear's the sheriff. I mean, you gotta, you <laughs> might be able to push. I, the I, I, but no, I know the sheriff. <laughs> the I, I know the chief are an adventuring party together. Baron might be able to look the other way for you. But <laughs> well, it's also if, it, if it's alcohol, tobacco, and firearms like it is in America, then it'll have an automatic in. Yeah, <laughs> because he's already like got the tobacco and firearms covered. He's one of four gun holders in Galera. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's like I'm thinking about starting a club. But seriously, though, disintegrate might be great against these things. They are. I was it just looking be. it up. Yeah, yeah, it is tricky. Because undead traits, one of them is they are uh, immune to any effect that requires a fortitude save. No. But unless the effect also works on objects or is harmless. Yeah. Yeah, it's disintegrate. Not, it's works. not tricky. It's disintegrate works on an object. It's true, but it's not harmless. No, it's or. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we're good. And it's not a death effect. They're immune to death effects, but that's not a death effect. We've, I think we came up against this yeah, we did. recently, yeah. maybe in another game. But their fortune uh, saves are probably yeah, but, preposterous. But by the time you cast all four of your no, remaining disintegrates. Probably not, because they have no constitution. Right. I'm going to take my three attacks on Dalgrith here. Mm. Uh, power attack. We can talk. Are we, are we still playing the combat? Yeah. yeah. Power attack. We'll see you next week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could just talk our way out of it. Just we filibuster talk. our way out of this can combat. Can talk about the bar some more? I'd like to read from a little book known as The Catcher in the Rye. <laughs> read a passage from The Catcher in the Rye. Uh, that first attack is a 36 to hit. My AC is 36. <laughs> Wait, are you adding... You are infuriating to are play you, with. Are you adding the plus two from my blessing? Yeah. Oh, no. It would have been on. 40 if it had the giant subtype, but it doesn't oh. have the giant subtype, so it's... 36! <laughs> intolerable. I can't believe this. I, uh, it's just intolerable. This happened in the last fight when I was just rolled 16, 17, 18, 19. So you had to roll that high to get a 36. I rolled a All right. 16. Uh-huh. So you see, it's not a guaranteed hit. No, but... Oh, oh, oh God, that's bad. Uh, okay. So he may miss with the top. He could miss with the top. All right, 45 points of damage. And then, okay, so 35 points of damage. Oh, that's right. And oh, right. it's gone. Stone skins. You've done 150 gone. points of damage to me with stone skin. Uh, and now the free attempt to grab. Natural one. So oh. Shockingly. Oh, so you have to grab to do the tongue? Uh, do I have to grab to do the tongue? Uh, oh, maybe you don't. Uh, no, no, no. It's just its own attack. A separate attack, yeah. The grab is just He can look anything annoying. he can reach. Um, you know, it, it was actually higher because I was using the guy that was grappled and uh, not grappled. So, um, it was, I'm sorry, it would have been a 38 to hit is what I'm trying to say. So, don't feel as bad. Second attack. Not grappled. Will this one hit? Oh, dude. Natty 18. Another hit. Roll a natty 16 and a natty 18. Uh, 40, 50, 16, 17, 21, uh, 20, 41 points of damage. And now, free attempt to grab. Uh, oh, I don't know. You've got a good CM Dizzle, but it's just got so many bonuses. 44. Well, you know, this is on the line. Okay. So... Basically, I feel like I read somewhere once 
that if you get a bonus to your AC, it applies to your CMD. Yep. Is your um, haste bonus on from your shoes, by the way, that you turned on? Do you have that on your sheet? Uh, oh, no. Because you may not have been hit by those, that oh, first attack. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you right. don't have that haste on. Yeah. You're right. Did you activate you it? You have a plus one. I did one. not activate it on the sheet. Put haste on. Yeah, there See, it, it is. a 37. But it doesn't matter because it was actually... I know, the grab will work, but... The, uh, no, it was Troy 37. Rolled. Troy... On the, second, on the second attack. First attack was a 38. Yeah. The second attack was 40. Oh, why was it 38 and not 36? Because I was using uh, the hero lab of the creature that was grappled. So I took gotcha. grappling off. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, so all the damage... Okay, so typically, if you get a bonus to your AC, I think you get a bonus to your CMD. Uh-huh. Um... And is it not showing up because it's an error, or is it not showing up because that bonus doesn't stack with another bonus that you currently have? No, 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 no. So Baron's bonus is uh, showing up. Um, it's a sacred but I get bonus. a bonus that is not, does never appears on Hero Lab uh, when I'm on a creature to my AC. Right. So if that applies to the CMD, then that grapple uh, misses. I, I think it, if it doesn't apply to the CMD, then that grapple succeeds. Okay. It'll apply. Yeah, I, th- I think gotta add it, it like apply. the same you would with. Uh, the only hesitation I have is that my CMD is forty-eight, which <laughs> seems incorrect, but not for a character who is built to do just that. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but the sheet is saying forty-four. The sheet is saying forty. Forty. Um, but I get a. Uh, I'm trying to look up the uh, the limb climber thing. Um, uh, yeah. Oh. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, This is ridiculous. Uh, No, I do not get a bonus to AC. I completely forgot. Um, You get a penalty to your attack rolls. That's what it is. So, but it it ends up it ends up working out. Um, So the the same way, which is how I I always think of it as AC. So it is not a boost, but your uh, thirty-eight is actually a. 32 um, but my AC is actually 30 30 or whatever right so um, so it wouldn't apply the CMD but your attack would still miss the grab attack would still miss because that would that's still considered an attack a grab oh so a 44 misses yeah because it's actually a 38 against me I'm sorry a 36 against me oh so that applies to CMD and my well. CMD is 40 so it misses okay yeah I just, I just added it to nice. my AC instead of subtracting it from your attack okay uh, that's very interesting let's see if the tongue hits take into effect oh, dude I, a 20 miss on the tongue okay huge <laughs> huge uh, very good that is the end of round one <laughs> <laughs> the beginning of round two will happen next week. Oh, <laughs> That's so crazy. How long is it? Uh, well, we also really extended it a lot. We did. We did. Uh, but oh, God, oh, this well, is you're gonna need a week. You're gonna need a we week are. to plan. Think about what the hell to do. I'm gonna here. learn my character sheet. That's a good idea. I think. Would be would be helpful. Yes. Start looking at it. Um, good times. <laughs> The Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. 
Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.